You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 163. Welcome to the Yoga Boss podcast. Do you feel like you were meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you. Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know. It takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Yoga Boss. I am Jackie Murphy. Today is the day. Open enrollment with some amazing time-sensitive bonuses is happening March 13th through the 17th. That is this week. The podcast airs March 13th. Now, if you have been thinking about joining the Profitable Yoga Boss Group, there has literally never been a better time than what I am doing this week if you join. There are two incredible bonuses that I'm offering you called the Workshop Workshop, designed to help you understand how to craft your workshop or your group classes in a way that actually converts paid students, not just so that you're teaching and you're not seeing it grow your revenue long-term. The second bonus is called Purposeful Platform, and this is going to be an in-depth 30-day challenge happening inside the Profitable Yoga Boss Group the entire month of April, where I'm actually going to be live with you every single day for 30 minutes, walking you through how to take a platform in your marketing and use it strategically, effectively, so that it translates into new students in your business. We've never done either of these workshops before. I don't know if we will ever do them again, and you have to join this week in order to be a part of those workshops. Now, in addition to that, there literally has never been a better time. What I've been hearing a lot is I wish you had a longer payment plan to join the group. And I have heard y'all, I understand that that is what you want. And my worst nightmare would be that the down payment to the group is keeping you from going all in on the Profitable Yoga Boss group and changing the trajectory of your business and your life. That's why for the first time ever, I'm offering a 12-month payment option. That means you can start today for only five, five, five. All right, $555. When you enroll, you get a six month weekly live group coaching container. You get the weekly calls with your revenue level, plus the recordings of all of the group coaching calls. You get the private member podcast. You get the Profitable Yoga Boss Group workbook mailed to you. You get all of the bonuses, the workshop, workshop, purposeful platform, which is happening in April. This is so pivotal for your business to make the decision today to go all in on your business and go all in through the Profitable Yoga Boss Group so that you can create a sustainable and profitable yoga business. Now listen, because I'm opening up this 12-month payment option, 
And because I'm highly committed to you getting the support, in-depth support that you need in your business, spots are limited. Spaces are limited and will fill up. So head over to the yogabossgroup.com forward slash apply and make sure that you are one of the first people to save your seat inside the group. I will see you there. All right. Welcome back to the Yoga Boss Podcast. I have a super special episode for y'all today. It is part human design training. Would we call it that? And we can. part client interview. So we are going to be talking about Brandy, her experience inside the Profitable Yoga Boss group, and Brandy is here to bring her knowledge. So with me on the podcast today, I have Brandy Healy. Is that how you say your last name? It is. Okay. And Brandy is a yoga teacher and human design guide. She is 200 hour RYT and an affiliate with Human Design Blueprint. She is also the director of customer experience and training for a national wellness retailer and a mom of two in California. So Brandy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. This is going to be really fun and juicy. This was something I think we talked about on your sales call when you joined the group originally. Yeah, it was really funny because I think that that was like one of the first things out of your mouth when I told you my niche. I was like, you know, I'm a human design guide. You're like, amazing. You'll have to be on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, um, can I sign okay. up for the group first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get to know you first? I'm like, hi. <laughs> well, that was. By the way, I am. Uh, I gained a lot of street street cred with my nine year old daughter. She was like, um, yoga boss is your coach. She thinks that you're like famous because she hears you in the car all the time. And when I told her I was going to be on the podcast, I was so excited. She was like, I can't wait to hear it, mom. So I'm super excited for my daughter to hear it. <laughs> That's amazing. What's her name? Willow. Hey, Willow. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Willa's day has been made for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, this truly is going to be an amazing podcast and make so many people's day. We are going to be talking about your experience in the group. Before we dive into that, we're going to pick your brain about human design, which is why I wanted you on the podcast. So why don't you give everyone listening a kind of brief understanding of what human design is if they haven't heard of it before? Sure. So human design is a tool. So similar to like a Myers-Briggs, or if you've ever done a DISC or strength finders, it's something that helps you understand yourself better. It's just a system and it incorporates a lot of different Eastern philosophies. So mm-hmm. A little bit of astrology, a little bit of the I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra system, and it combines them all together using your date of birth, birthplace, and time to tell you your human design energetic blueprint. And there were five different types. So when you think of astrology, people always talk about their sun sign, right? I'm a Gemini, I'm a Capricorn, whatever they are. In human design, you have a human design type, and there are five different types. So there are generators, manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. And your type is your most important part of your design. It teaches you how to use your energy best. 
So for mm-hmm. some people, they have really consistent energy to go, go, go all day. For other people, they have energy that kind of ebbs and flows. And when I first learned about my human design, I'm a projector and understood that I had an energy that ebbed and flowed throughout the day. So much of my life made sense um, just by learning that piece. And there are so many other little juicy nuggets that are in human design teaches us how we create aligned opportunities, when to tell when we're on and off track, how to make decisions, and tons and tons more. Um, So it's just a really interesting tool to leverage, not only for yourself, but also in relationships, whether it's partnerships in romantically with your children, in your business. It really is just a blueprint to show us how to live our most aligned life. Mm, So good. And it is so helpful. I've had a few human design readings and every time I walk away being like, oh, I'm not strange and weird and different. (laughs) I actually make sense and I like who I am. Yeah. One of the funnest parts about human design is it's very rare that someone reads something about their design and they're like, that doesn't make any sense. It's Mm -hmm. like, gives us so much language on how to communicate how we operate. And it gives us a lot of permission to just lean into things that we already innately know about ourselves and stop making ourselves wrong for them. Yeah. That self-awareness is so key and being able to lean into what you know about yourself. That's so key. And something that when we had a consult call about you joining the group, one of the things that you said you got on the call and you were like, I've already decided. I know how to make decisions for myself best. And I have to really think things over and sit on it. Am I remembering correctly? That's absolutely right. And I loved that because it's part of having that self-awareness of how you operate and using it to help you create what you want in your life. Like using human design to take the next best, best step or figure out what you are supposed to do. So that's something I want to dive into today because you're like, there's different ways that everyone makes decisions and let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So you are absolutely right. The way that I make decisions best is by waiting for clarity. So this is Mm -hmm. also known as an emotional authority. And so for people with an emotional authority, Clarity for us comes over time, and we're not really meant to make decisions out of a place of really high or low emotion. It's supposed to come from a place of calm. When I think about times that I have made a decision from either a high or low place, like especially when I'm super excited about something or someone, and I'm like, yes, I absolutely want to do that. And then I have time to sleep on it, think it over. I'm like, actually, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot with social commitments, especially as a projector. (laughs) So I'm like, now I'm like, that sounds really great. Give me a chance to think about it. And when I check back in with myself, if it's like 80% still a yes, then that's a great sign that that's Mm. the next best place to put my energy. And if it's not, then it's a no or just a not yet. Would you say that the so the person listening to this podcast who's like, oh, I feel that, like that's how I am supposed to make decisions from a calm place. Would you say that it's more analytical, or is it still a very gut based decision? It just takes longer. 
Or do you like to well, think through the logistics of it? Does that make sense as a question? Yes. So it wouldn't necessarily be gut-based unless this person is a generator or manifesting generator, and they have that defined sacral center that gives them that gut instinct. Somebody that has an emotional authority will also have their emotional center lit up. So Mm -hmm. that gut check out of the gate might tell them yes in the moment. And then they say, I'm going to use my authority Mm -hmm. to wait for my emotions to be in a calm place, not my thoughts. Yeah. Two different things. Our feelings and our thoughts, different things. So, okay. This is really interesting. The reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because for so long, I taught this and I did this where like you book a call with me, you're interested in the group. Great. Make a decision right now on the call. And then you have to follow up within 48 hours and very quickly move through the decision-making process. And there is part of that that is helpful when it comes to selling because you have Mm -hmm. to have someone make a decision. Of course. And I can also remember so many sales calls where the person on the other end needed time, needed that space to kind of check in and see if it was excitement or if it really was the best decision for them. And so I got a lot more, honestly, friendly is the word that's coming (laughs) to mind with like people saying, Hey, I'd like to follow up or I need time and space. And I used to be like, no, make a decision now. And now I'm like, fine, let's do a follow-up later. So what would be, cause you are this emotional decision maker, right? What would be your experience if I had pushed you? Well, I think it was different for me since I knew this was my authority. I started thinking about this decision before I got to the call. Yeah. So I was already in a place of calm. Mm. So I was thinking, knowing this program is starting, I waitlisted myself to apply for the group. Mm -hmm. I was like, when this day comes and this is ready to go, you're going to check back in and see how you feel. And at that time, I was in a place of calm. So that's why when I came to the call, I was like, let's do this. I was ready. I was making sure it was an energetic match. Um, For somebody that hasn't taken that time on the front end to think about it, Mm. you know, even sometimes just to sleep on it, mm-hmm. you know, to take space away from the emotional experience of being in the call. Yeah. So that 48 hours isn't inappropriate for this person. Yeah. And it's just, you know, how are you feeling? And maybe even asking, are you still 80%? Yes. Are you still 80%? Yes. That's it such doesn't a have to be a hundred percent. Like there is this falsehood that it has to be this hundred percent certainty that oh gave God. me a lot of permission too to once I realized like you don't always have to be a hundred percent, but it's like if you're still feeling like, yeah, I want to do this, because there might be, you know, I had fear, of course, and right. excitement. Right. But it was still, I felt like this was the right space for me to go into. Now, right. when you talked about those people that are making those decisions in the moment, you have a couple of authority types that can do that. Yeah. Yeah, which I think I'm one of those. You are. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to highlight that question. That is such a beautiful question to ask on a sales call or in a follow-up. Are you still 80%? Yes. So anyone listening right now who's thinking about joining the group, I'm asking you, are you 80%? Yes. Having listened to episode (laughs) after episode after episode of joining, it might be time to join because it it follows the 80-20 rule where like you it's a diet. Like 80% is healthy food. 20% is not yeah. what you want. Like 80% yes, 20% doubt. It's probably a good thing. It's probably a sign to move forward. Okay. So let's talk about 
my decision-making type? <laughs> yes. So you have a trust your gut or a sacral authority. And this is only possible for generators or manifesting generators. So that is if the square on your body graph that is second from the bottom is shaded in. So these people have the capacity for instant clarity based on their gut knowing. When it's a yes, it'll feel really expansive. If it's a no, it might feel like a physical contraction in their body. And it mm. you know, can show up very differently from person to person. So like for you, how does that yes feel in your body when you get that sacral hit? Mm, it like feels light and bubbly and big. Like it just burst open. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. I love that explanation. And I always love asking people like when it's a a hell yes for you, like what does that feel like? And knowing for yourself what that feels like in your own body, in your own experience is so important because it's like, if that's not there for you, it's probably a no. Yeah. And like when something isn't right for you, what does that gut knowing feel like when it's not the right move for you? It's like a close, it's the exact opposite. Like it's a tight, closed sensation in my chest or gut, I guess, torso area. And I, we were just talking about this before we hit record, which would have been helpful for people to hear. But one of the things that I noticed with this decision-making type is I will have it knowing and then overthink it. Yeah. And if you're thinking about it, that's a sign that it's not your gut. Yeah. And I'm like, I know the right next step to take and what to do. And my brain's like, let's be really strategic about it. And so it's super interesting to know like, okay, let's make the decision from our gut and then use the strategy in the mind to plan, to create, to do for the the execution, for the action. Yes. Yeah. Like decision first, body-based execution, that's when the strategy comes in. And if I were to operate like that every day in my business, I would move so much faster in my business. Just because we know better doesn't mean we always do better. It is just like yoga. It is a practice. And with all of these decision-making authorities, if it's something that is very different than what you've been doing or you've been conditioned to do, it's so helpful to smart start with really small decisions first mm-hmm. to gain that confidence in leveraging your authority. Mm-hmm. So the next authority that also has that capacity for instant clarity is actually Kristen's authority. Oh. And it's called tune into your intuition or splenic. So this is only possible for manifestors or projectors. And it's based in the moment off of their intuition. So, Mm. so different from that gut knowing that's kind of Mm. loud and like you feel it. Mm -hmm. Whereas your intuition is really quiet. So Mm. this one is like the quietest decision-making authority. So these Mm. people need to be able to really tap into that intuition and understand what that feels like for them. For some people, it's like just a resonance in their body, or it is like a quiet whisper. That's like a yes, or Mm. it can be a smell or a taste or a texture. And Mm. once they really understand what that intuitive knowing feels like, that can really help them, you know, know where to place their energy best. But again, that comes in the moment and it's really stubble, subtle <laughs> and quiet and mm-hmm. it's instantaneous and it doesn't come from logic. So mm-hmm. oftentimes these people that are trying to rationalize their decision, 
that's not coming from their intuition. My son, Mm -hmm. who's 13 years old, also has this. So one of my jobs as a parent is when I ask him something and he gives me that instantaneous answer, it's not to, are you sure? Do you want to sleep on it? I have to trust that he knows it's right for him, unless it's something that's like unsafe or like we can actually accommodate that. But really explaining to him that like, I validate your decision, Mm. but this is why we can't do that instead of making him wrong for knowing right away, which I think can happen a lot with both, you know, that sacral knowing and that intuitive knowing is sometimes those people feel like they're being questioned and then they start to question themselves. Yeah. Yes, I've had that experience. And I think it's just like our society didn't teach this growing up. It taught don't make your own decisions, follow our plan for success, do what we tell you is the right thing to do. And so, so many of us have disconnected from being able to hear that intuition or even to feel the gut response. And so it's almost like a healing that has to take place in order for you to start making decisions on your own authority versus it's a deconditioning. a deconditioning. It's a deconditioning. Absolutely. And even for those of us that need time to make decisions, oftentimes we are rushed by others. Yeah. Right. Other people that are connected to their gut knowing are yeah. connected to their intuition. They will pressure us to mm-hmm. make decisions the same way they do. And mm-hmm. we just don't. So that's why like, it's so helpful to know how the people around you make decisions Mm -hmm. so that you know how to present things to them to get the most aligned answer from them. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just thinking about in terms of business on a sales call, like if you know how the person makes the decision best, you're going to know how to help them make the best decision for them. Well, that's why it makes it really easy for me because I can say, what does your gut say right now? What does your intuition tell you? Or cool, let's schedule a follow-up in a couple of days, you know, so I can help. That could be one of the places that we start is with that authority and using that to make the decision to work together, Yeah, which is super fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And for those of you who aren't human design readers and won't have the knowledge I think the questions that we're asking could invite the person on the other end of a sales call to kind of know themselves even better. So let's say you don't know if the person is like a a gut responder or there's more, but an intuitive person, you could ask, how does it feel in your body? What is your Mm -hmm. intuition saying? Do you want to follow up? Are you still 80% sure? Like those questions you could ask any person without knowing their human design. Um, Absolutely. Just making it helpful for the person listening. Like, how am I going to take all this information and use it in my business? That's a way. Let's talk about, there's three more. Yep. No, oh, four more, four more. Four so more. I'll, I'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep, so yeah. I'll ask the next questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. It's so, but there's, it's so fun. And you know, it's truly just endless, but we'll, we'll keep it moving for the sake of time. So the next one is tune into your willpower or ego using your ego. And it's Mm -hmm. only possible for manifestors or projectors. So this is based off of someone's heart and their will. Like when their heart is in it and they feel motivated by it and they have the desire to make it happen, like anything is possible for them. So it's super important that the person with this authority feels really valued and appreciated by the commitment that they're entering into it with. Mm -hmm. And 
to also really just ask themselves, like, do I have the will to make this happen? Do I actually want it to happen? Do I feel motivated to make it happen? And it's like, Mm -hmm. if the answer is yes, then that's, you know, a key indicator that that's the next right place for them to put their energy. Mm. So there was something you said, oh gosh, what were the exact words that you just said? I don't know. It's not coming to me right now, but I know what stands out to me is we're taught that like your ego is bad. Yeah. Right? Like that's such a narrative that like the ego is bad. Don't listen to it. And this is using your ego, using your willpower, probably a different sense of the word ego. Yeah. Like our, e- the, the ego or some readers will call it like the heart in Mm -hmm. your human design chart, like that is where our sense of self comes from and self-worth. And Mm -hmm. most people actually have this center undefined. I think Jackie, you have Mm -hmm. a center undefined. And it's like, when you are in your wisdom of your undefined ego, you know that you have nothing to prove. And when Mm -hmm. you are in your shadow, it's you are doing things from a place of feeling like you have to prove to others. Mm. I, on the other hand, have a defined ego. And it's like in my- Yeah, right. It's like in my wisdom, I feel confident in my shadow. I am arrogant. It's Mm. like a very, very fine line. And it's like, you know, on the flip side of that arrogance can be just like self-doubt. Yeah. And yeah. You know, the people that have this into it, that have this authority, I actually work with someone like they get it done but only when they really want to. <laughs> it's like when they've decided that this is something that that they want and they, you know, have a desire and an excitement to see come to fruition, like no one gets it done the way that mm-hmm. they do. And it's like people with a defined ego center, when you're in their presence, you feel like you have the capacity to do anything because they're projecting that ego. And if you have an open ego center, you're like, oh, I feel that we make really good fitness instructors. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of people on the uh, podcast listening. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because when people are in our presence, they're like, I can do anything. And then when yeah. they're out of it, they're like, I don't really want to do that plank. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Next one I see is talk it out self-projected. Yes, this one is only possible for projectors and people with this authority really find clarity by talking their decisions out with people that they trust, Mm. saying the words out loud and noticing how they feel about it when they say it will help give them the clarity to decide. So what's key here is making sure that it's with somebody that they trust enough that they can say like, I need a sounding board. It's not about asking for advice or needing someone else's opinion. It's just the process of saying things out loud that helps Mm -hmm. them gain clarity. So that might be that person that says, I need to talk it over with my spouse. I need to talk it over with this person. It's just the act of saying the words out loud that help them say like, yep, this is right. Or yeah. maybe it isn't. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. And I think it's key that it's, you said like they talk it out and see how it feels. So while mm-hmm. they're talking out the decision, they're noticing 
what does this feel like for me? Is it exciting? Does it feel, does it make me feel fear or cause me to have doubt? Like the feelings that come up during the process of talking about the decision will Mm. help them find that clarity. Okay. This is super key. And I, I want to make sure we touch on this because I think a lot of the times in a sales conversation, one, yoga teachers and studio owners tend to avoid them altogether. But two, as soon as any sort of doubt or questions come up, that's often the time that we shut down and like, okay, bye. Let me know if you're interested. I'll follow up in a few days. And if you can hold the space on that sales call for you to be the person they're talking it out with, Yes. And just opening up the space and saying, hey, are, is there anything else that would hold you back or any doubts? Do you have any doubts about me or the program? When you can open it up like that, it gives them the opportunity to share. Absolutely. And it's really just about holding space and not taking it personally when they're like, I don't know if I am going to get right. what I want from this. Because if they are talking it out to somebody that is trying to influence them based on what they want their decision to be. Yeah. That's when they won't have the ability to get really clear on what their decision is. Yeah. Yeah. This is why it's so important in a sales conversation that you remain objective, that you're there to help the person make the best decision for them and not there to get them to say yes, no matter what the cost. You know, not listening to their instinct, not listening to their gut, not listening to their knowing. That's not going to serve you and your business in the long run, but it's also really not in service of them. Like this is sales as service when you come with this perspective. Absolutely. And it's hard. It's a skill, but I teach it inside the group. (laughs) (laughs) You sure do. All right. So the next one is kind of similar. It's all, it's called be in the right space and talk it out. So this is known as an environmental authority. And this is also one that is only possible for projectors. Which let's, one, let me, for everyone listening, reflectors or projectors, which one is the, I know there's only like 1% of the world that's one of them. Reflectors. That's reflectors. the last one. Okay. That one we'll get to next. So projectors, okay. we're about 20% of the population. So okay. one of the more rare types, but not as rare as reflectors. Okay. So this is process-based and this person with this type of authority, environmental, not only are they meant to talk it out, but they have to be in the right space and talking it out with the right people. Mm. So for them, like having patience is key. And again, clarity comes with time. They're super sensitive to the energy of their environment and the people that uh, they're around. So it's critical that they make sure that they plant themselves in the right space, in the Mm. presence of the right people when they're talking it out to make their decision because they're so sensitive. Mm. So it's like, if there's a place of calm in your home, a coffee shop that you love, you love being in nature. And it's like, you know, you need to make a decision, plant yourself in that space, call your Mm. best friend, call your partner, call your coach, like Whoever, even if you don't have access to that person, you could do a voice recording. Again, it's in saying the words out loud when you're in an environment that feels really good to you will Mm -hmm. help you land that clarity that you need to make the right choice for you. That's really cool. And I'm imagining, I mean, there's so many people out there who are building their businesses And they're in lots of different environments that maybe aren't supporting them. And I see it. I don't think I'm a part of it anymore. But there was just like a yoga teacher's Facebook page. 
And the environment of the Facebook page was criticizing, uh, pessimistic. And there was still some growth, right? There's obviously good in Mm -hmm. it. But that's what I see is like, okay, if I want to build a yoga business, what environment am I turning to? What environment am I putting myself in? What input am I putting into my brain to make decisions and move forward? And being willing to mute, block, turn off environments that aren't supporting you. Yeah, that one is huge because that environment can be physical or it could be digital. And like those Mm -hmm. digital environments are really, really important. So like being super discerning and kind of ruthless about like, this doesn't serve me. It's out. Like, this is how I get to be in a place of calm and clarity to create the right space for me to make the decisions that are right for me Mm. based off of like that clearness that comes from talking it out. Yeah. And not being influenced by other people's fear. Yeah. It's so interesting because like I am on Instagram usually as my main platform. And I think I block people on Instagram every day. Like Same. Every day. <laughs> Ruthlessly, like you're saying. Just like, no, you're not going to be in my space. Move on, move on, move on. And not from a place of like judgment, but almost a boundary. Like I'm not willing for this to feel like Mm -hmm. anything, but how I want it to feel. And so I think a lot of people who are on social media or on a platform, maybe go do an audit, maybe do a little block delete, a little energy cleanup (laughs) cleanup (laughs) of your platform. And then I also just want to point out here, we can keep moving is that when you are choosing what input to put into your brain, notice how it feels for you and then flip that and ask yourself, how do I want my page to feel? Like when you Mm. open the yoga boss podcast, there's a feeling that I want you to feel every time you listen, it's empowered, it's motivational. It's like, you can do this. And that's how I want my online environment to feel. And that gets communicated even without me knowing who you are listening, how you're listening, where you're listening. So check in with your own environment of your business and see, is this what I want to create? And I just checked the time and we're already over. So keep going. (laughs) All right. So this is the last one, fortunately. So this one is only possible for reflectors. And as you mentioned already, Jackie, reflectors are the rarest type. They are only 1% of the population. Mm -hmm. And their decision-making process is called wait a lunar cycle. Mm. What? Like mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Typically the response that I get from reflectors, and it's so bananas because like in a one month period, I had three readings that were all with reflectors and two of them were in the group. (laughs) (laughs) That really sucks. And it's like, let's reframe, let's reframe. This is process-based. So similar to that, talk it out in the right space, like they are meant to talk things out in the right space to help them make decisions, but it's patience versus spontaneity. Clarity Mm -hmm. comes with time. And this is for the big life-changing decisions, changing careers, moving cities, moving in with a partner, like big decisions the best decisions come for them with that time. And Sam, who's in our group, is a reflector. And she's like, oh my gosh, this gives me 
so much permission because I always felt like it took me forever to make big decisions and that I had to talk to everyone about it all over the place. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you're following your authority without realizing that that's what it was. But intuitively, you knew that that was the right thing to do. And it just gave, again, gave her so much permission to be like, it's okay for me to take my time with these big decisions. Now, when it isn't possible they, you know, it's just important that they make decisions at their own pace and in their own way mm. and that they don't feel rushed. And for the day-to-day decisions, they should really just do what feels right in that moment. As reflectors, all of their centers are open. So they mirror back the in- energy that of the environment and the people that they're around. So mm. more than anyone, they have to be super ruthless about who they're around and the environments that they're in because they amplify that. So what's super fun is like one day they can mirror back generator energy, manifestor energy, projector energy. It's kind of like, who do I want to be today? And, you know, depending on the spaces and the people they're around, they get to kind of plant themselves in that and, and embody that, try that on for, for the Uh. day, which is so fun. Oh, and Sam just resigned for the group. So now I feel even more honored that she like made the decision that it is an environment that is supportive of her and like wants to be there. We love you, Sam. Um, <laughs> okay. So thinking about this in terms of yoga teachers, studio owners listening, how, how would you say understanding this information could help them in their business? One, obviously, if they know their own authority and how to make decisions, but I'm thinking in terms of selling, how could they use this understanding to set up their sales in a way that really allows all types to flourish? It's a big question. I I know. I'm like, but I think, you know, kind of starting with who's the longest, right? It's like, if you think about that reflector client, how do you set it up so that person, like... So the flash sale doesn't work for that person Yeah, if it's a big life-changing decision, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about a six-month coaching program and you're like, you have 48 hours to make this choice, Mm -hmm. probably not going to see a lot of reflectors in your group. But Jackie, Mm -hmm. you know, for you, if you're a podcast listener, you invite people into the group every single episode. Mm -hmm. So that reflector is already thinking about that decision because it's been offered to them over and over and over again. And so hopefully by the time that they get to that sales call, they've had that time. It's not the first time that that decision has been offered to them. So good. It's just another way to say you have to start selling your thing way before people are going to buy it. You have to talk about it. I say 90 days, which is way more than a lunar cycle, but it's so key that you have that runway, that lead up of this is what I offer. This is what it's like letting them have that decision time. And I think that also would support the emotional. Yeah. And, and for an emotional, for, for the wait for clarity and, you know, even you're talking the, the self-projected and the environmental, like those people also need time. So when you think about what is my person that has the longest runway, what do they need? You're spreading the net really wide to capture everyone. You'll get your generators and you'll get, you know, your manifesting generators and you'll get your tune into your intuition people. Like they'll be able to be like, yep, I'm in, you know, when, if they're clear and if they're connected to 
their authority. Mm -hmm. But if we're thinking about that, if we have that reflector in mind, you're giving space for your emotional authority for yourself projected and for your environmental Mm. as well. And that tuned into your willpower. It's so cool. So cool to know. Like, I think this understanding that people make decisions in a different way is game changing. Because what happens, I was going to start with this, but what happens is the way that we buy is the way that we assume everyone will buy. Or what we'd like to buy is what everyone will like to buy. And when you think like that, you discount and discredit so many people who want to buy in a different way. Because you're just yep. assuming my way is the way that it is. I like everybody to thinks like this. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when in reality, no. There are people that think like you, but there's also how many were there? Six. There's seven, seven, seven decision making authorities. So there's six, six other, other types, types. Of, of decisions that are made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just understanding that is going to help you open up the space of like, how can I make and be more supportive in the decision-making process of my client buying or of the student buying? And that question is gold if you take it and implement it. Okay. So let's talk about transitioning now for like the last couple of minutes, just to pick your brain. I want to hear when you were deciding you were doing it from a calm place. You knew it was the right thing when you were ready to join. What has your experience been like inside of the Profitable Yoga Boss group? So one of the channels that I carry, and that's like one of the gifts that I have in my human design is called community. And being a part of a community that like feels nurturing and like heartfelt Mm. is something that is really important to me. And that is, you know, what I have felt in this group. It's like, not only do I have the support of you and Kristen as my coaches, I have the support and the community of everybody else that's in the group with me. Mm. And it's, been so important for me. And I think about like, especially like when you think about a yoga studio, you can take a class anywhere, but everyone has their studio. It's their community. They show up for the teachers. They show up for the other students because they're a part of something. And that's Mm. what, you know, the profitable yoga boss group has been for me. I've made, I actually came into the group because I was friends with someone that was already Mm. in it. And so Gina, who teaches kids yoga, and I did um, our 200-hour teacher training together. And so seeing her kind of from the future, she was six in the group before mine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks like some a place and a space that would feel really good and supported to me and my business as well. And then now being in it, I've made really great relationships with other people in the group as well. Mm-hmm. And when you're a part of something where everyone else is going through the same thing, especially as an entrepreneur, it feels far less isolating. When you're running your own business, it's like, most of us don't have teams. We're working alone. We're working for ourselves. And mm-hmm. so this is kind of like that co-work space. And it's like when you are in your business and in your feelings or in your head about what's going on, you're like, this is just me. But in the group, you're like, no, it's not just me. Everyone else who is going through the same mm-hmm. thing, this is normal. hmm it's okay for me to feel these things. It's safe for me to feel these things. And I have a space to talk about it 
with people that understand what it is that I'm going through. Your family and friends love you and they're going to be supportive of you, but like also they don't want you to be uncomfortable. So they'll be like, don't do that. Yeah. And you know, like those, like again, bless, they want what's best for you, but like they don't want you to be uncomfortable or challenged. And, you know, they want you to be safe. And it's like in the group, it's like, it's okay for you to be uncomfortable and go through tough times. Like, Mm -hmm we're in it together. And that's, you know, been the most invaluable piece of Mm. being a part of the group is the group itself, the container of the group. I also love hearing because I don't always know like who really connects with who and like people kind of branch out and have their own friendships. And I love hearing like, oh, I'm collaborating with this person or we're doing this or we're going on this retreat together. And I like, I like to be the catalyst. Probably it's in my human design, but I like to be the catalyst <laughs> behind that and then just like watch the ripple effect because it is really cool. And I think that's the thing when you start a business or you grow your business, your mind will want to tell you when you feel the fear or doubt, it'll be like, see, it's not meant for you. We told you, you aren't cut out for business. You can't do this. And that's not actually the case. And you can see that when you're in a group because everyone has that thought. And if everyone has that thought, it can't be true. <laughs> right. And it's like, I can't tell you how beneficial it, it has been to like go through a coaching. And sometimes like, it's a, you know, Jackie will lovingly, you know, <laughs> put you in your place. And afterwards for, you know, other people in the group to be like, thank you so much for being vulnerable and showing up today. Yeah. I feel that way too. Or, Hey, I'm going to reinforce what Jackie just said to you and tell you like, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, you're, I'm inspired by what you're doing, like keep going. So mm-hmm. it's like you get a group of coaches. <laughs> so, right. You really do. You get the support. It's so cool. Okay. Um, let me ask you, I'm looking at your, like where you started and where you are now in your business. And if you want to share numbers, you can share numbers, but kind of what's changed in the last six, five ish months, six months of being in the group. So I work a nine to five job. I also actively teach public classes at a studio and I was teaching four classes a week and I was subbing a lot and like even working 40 hours a week, sometimes I would pick up two, four, five extra classes and still working a 40 hour a week job. And since I've been in the group, like I pretty much don't sub anymore unless it really serves me and I feel drawn to it and I have a lot of bandwidth to do that but it's not something that I do regularly anymore I've also dropped one of my public classes to create more spaciousness in my schedule and I'm teaching less and making more money Mm. my public classes have increased in size And I had this really fear thought around like, oh my God, I'm going to drop a class and I'm not going to make as much money or my students aren't, I'm going to lose my students. It's like, no, I actually created more demand for myself. Mm. Less. (laughs) Because if people want to, yeah, if people want to take my class, they only have three choices now, not four. Um, Uh. And, you know, by making myself more available to, you know, show up in my nine to five job, because at the time that's mostly what pays the bills but also giving myself more bandwidth to lean into my human design business Mm -hmm. and to be able to spend time, you know, reading people's charts, either one-to-one and, you know, inviting them into my group, into my Mm -hmm. 10 week container. So, you know, I am, 
I had my first 3K month in January, which was super exciting. And, you know, we're not even through March and I'm already at 40% of my volume for all of last year. So So crazy. It's so crazy. And I think it just teaches you. And this, again, aligns with my projector design. Like my value is not in how much I do. It's in what Mm. I see. And I don't need to punch the clock to drive the dollars. Like it's not about the amount of time I spend in my business. It's about the amount of value I create with that time. Mm. Mm. So good. And we talked about, I think this week, like when you have time for your business, sometimes doing the thing that is high value, that is incredibly valuable is also the thing that's really barfy and scary. (laughs) (laughs) Totally barfy. (laughs) That you don't want to do. So I know I've been pushing you a lot recently to go out and do that thing. What's your experience of having someone say, do it. Come on, let's go. That's been so helpful for me and it's been necessary. And it's like, you know, I think about it. It's like when you work for a corporation or you have a boss, right? Your boss is like, you have to do this. And you're like, all right, there's a deadline. This task needs to get done. Somebody's like counting on me. And I feel Mm -hmm. like having you to say, all right, do this, go do the barfy thing. Even though you're not like sitting there next to me being like, press send on this post. Mm -hmm. It's that accountability piece of being in the group and having someone say like, you can do this until you start to increase your own capacity for discomfort in doing that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's so key. All right. I I have two more questions for you before we wrap up. Question number one is, you know, that you want to work with groups eventually, groups of people. And right now your offer is structured as a one-to-one private offer strategically. Why do you think you chose the Profitable Yoga Boss group instead of a business coaching group that was like how to build an online course or how to set up an online membership? Like, What drew you to this group versus that? Does that make sense? Yes. So one of the things, like I had listened to the podcast when Gina told me that she was in the group, she's like, this is my coach's podcast. I like, let's start at episode one. We're going to listen to the whole thing. So it really made sense to me on, even though this is might not be the place that I want to be eventually, it is a stepping stone to get there. And I had heard enough client interviews and testimonials to say like, there are people in this group that are already in the place that I want to be. Like Jackie is in the place that I want to be. And Mm -hmm. this is where she started. Like, this is the foundation really understanding. Like, I don't have the demand for that. And the key thing here is yet, Mm -hmm. this is how I build to that and really Mm -hmm. trusting the process. And like, hearing other people have had success with this process, with this method. And I think why specifically come to you? Like you have been in my place. You are in the place that I want to be. I want to learn from the person that has Mm -hmm. been where I've been and doing the thing that I want to do. And it's, it's, um, easy. I know I did this. I think at first too, like you would look at like Amy Porterfield or like these super big names, uh, Marie Forleo. Do you know who that is? 
Yes. Yeah. Big, big names. Right. And a lot of the times what I see is someone look at their business and be like, okay, well, if that's how they're doing it and they're that successful, then I should copy and emulate their business. But you're copying their business after they've been in business for 20 years. Right. It's not where they started. (laughs) It's not, it's not what they, you know, would, I don't know, necessarily teach someone to do right away. And it's like practice your business. What I mean by that is like building your business is a daily in and out practice and a long journey and playing the long game is what makes it sustainable and in the long run profitable. It's so easy to want to skip to that 20 year down the road version of our business. Oh, for sure. And I can think of it the same as when I first started teaching yoga. It's like, why isn't my class full? And it's like, well, this is your first class. (laughs) But, you know, yeah. three years later, like, I don't think about that because I'm like, you know, Friday, yeah. 6 a.m., it's full. Get here yeah. early if you want your spot. Oh, I would love to take your class. Maybe need a trip out to California. You should. Highly so recommend. Fun. Highly okay. recommend. <laughs> so there are people listening to this podcast who are joining the group this week or deciding, should I or shouldn't I join the group this week? What would you say to that person? Look up your human design. (laughs) (laughs) They can do that, right? Like online. Yes. Yes. So we'll put a link in the show notes that gives you a link. So you can look up your human design. You can understand your energy type and you can look up your decision-making authority. So for those people that are making the decision, I am future you. Mm -hmm. I was you in August deciding whether or not this was the right opportunity for you, for me. And I will say the same thing that I say to people when they're like thinking about having kids or like, oh, when I get this promotion, when we move into this bigger house, when we make more money, it's like, you're never ready. Mm-hmm. You're never, you're never going to think you're ready to have kids. You're never going to think you're ready to like have your own business. Like whatever the big decision is, like you're never going to be in the place that you think that you should be in order to make that decision. Mm -hmm. So do you want to sit here for six more months or however long and not start doing the thing? Mm -hmm. And I think so many of us, myself included, think like, I can't start until it's perfect. Yeah. You just have to start. It does not have to be perfect. You just have to start. And it's, you don't have to have all the answers out of the gate, you will figure it out as you go. I like to talk about it. It's like, I have this end goal. And as long as I keep walking in that direction, it might not be straight. It might go sideways. I might have to walk backwards a little bit, but as long as I keep continuing to go in that direction, like that's what I'm going to do. And I know eventually I'll get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming to mind for me is like, if you have the goal, you know where you're going, your only job is to make the decision that that version of you would make using your authority. Yes. (laughs) Fast forward. It's like fast forward the tape. It's like, what is the version of you that's in that place? Like, what are they going to tell you to do? Do you think that version of you is going to be like, you should really wait? Yeah. That person is like, hurry up, get here already. Let's go. (laughs) It's so fun here. So good. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you, um, where you want to connect with them. And I'll put this in the show notes too. So you don't have to remember it y'all, but I know they're going to want to hear more about human design. So I am on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is modern redhead and 
we'll pop a link in the show notes about where you can look up your human design. If you want to chat with me about your human design, you can book a call with me, or I would love if you sent me a DM, if you have questions about your human design. And again, it's not just something for you to help better understand yourself. It helps you in your business. It helps you in your Mm -hmm. relationships. Like so, so huge, so much fun. Mm -hmm. It's never ending. And, you know, I could talk about it all day, but Mm -hmm. we won't for now. (laughs) (laughs) We could though. We really could. Totally. And um, there's a podcast coming in April. There is. So again, community, huge for me. So in my human design training, I, one of the people in my cohort was He's the Jackie of personal trainers in Australia. (laughs) So he's a coach for personal trainers and he has a blog and a podcast and invited me to co-host a podcast with him. So Kyle Wood and I will be hosting a podcast starting in April and it's going to be called Design to Prosper. So all of you yoga teachers and wellness professionals that want to understand how to leverage your design in your business, you can listen to mine and Kyle's podcast, and we'll tell you how to do it. That's amazing. Design to Prosper, and it's coming in April. So I would suggest they find you on Instagram, because I'm sure you'll post about it once it's live, and then they can listen to the podcast. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking through how we make decisions and your experience in the group. And everyone, I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, y'all.